What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Forgettables podcast. If you are new here, this is a podcast where we go through our podcasting journey. Each of us has our own podcast uh, outside of this, and we uh, come together to brainstorm and walk through different things in our journey. Today, uh, what we are discussing is both myself and one of my co-hosts, Ruffy, we sponsored a soccer team and a volleyball team, local teams, uh, just rec leagues, nothing crazy. It's not like we're balling out or anything on them, uh, but we sponsored these teams. And I just wanted to talk through what the reasoning for sponsoring is. Cause I know Rafi, you have uh, a strategy cause you did it through your podcast uh, banner, right? Two, three, two, five. Yep. And so, yeah, I just wanted to see what the, what the game plan is here and, and what you expect to see uh, through the sponsorship and uh, kind of just your thought process behind sponsoring a team in a local league. Go ahead. Uh, um, for me, it was mainly because number one, it's a new thing. And in the past, just to give some context in the past, I've been helping hand, which is a nonprofit that I work for. Uh, I've been having them sponsor a lot of these teams as well, just to get the name out there, get to get the exposure. And like, you know, now it's like kind of like a household thing where Anytime a league is happening, especially in this community, people are like, okay, you know, helping hand, we got to get them as a sponsor, you know, helping hand, helping hand. Everyone just knows what helping hand is. And that was the same idea that I have with my podcast as well, to be able to get that as, as a name out there. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I'm glad that it's working out because both the teams, both the leagues that are sponsored, people are like, people are like, oh, what's 2325? What's 2325? And they're like, oh, it's a podcast, blah, 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 whatever it is. Uh, so now, like, when people, gonna see it like at some point you know these are the jerseys that people are gonna be wearing over and over again for like working out playing sports whatever it is and they're gonna be in like different settings where they're gonna be with different people that are not from this community and eventually you know when people see that they're gonna be like oh what is this what is this what is this and that's my uh strategy is like again it's a really small scale long-term kind of thing but like it's kind of like again a marketing tactic where it's gonna eventually be like a word of mouth people are going to be like oh this is the podcast this is this, this, that and eventually people are going to find out about it so that's where my my thought process with it was are you going to pass it back or oh yeah that's back to chima it was just it was just me and you today so i said this also here oh okay so who yeah. do you want to pass it to I'll pass it to you, Chima, then you can uh, transition Asad into actually uh, catching up to speed first. <laughs> I think I think he joined right when we were getting into it, so I think he's uh, up to speed. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, what? So you can share your thoughts, and then Asad, if he has sponsored anything in the past, then he can, he can share his experience and strategy for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I sponsored a soccer team through uh, – Falcon Notes, the journal company that I'm working on, and uh, the weekly rundown, the newsletter I have. Uh, and so, and I'll talk through that as well. But, and then I sponsored the volleyball team through Falcon Notes. And uh, I really, I've, I, I had different perspectives for doing each of these. So like volleyball, the reason I did it is different than what I did it for uh, uh, soccer. So soccer, really like if i'm being honest like number one is just like it's a it's a local league these are people i know uh and just kind of being able to be a part of that story is a pretty cool opportunity right like 
you get to be a part of uh, setting this up and making it happen. That's pretty cool. Um, and, and so that's number one. I think that's for both of these, that's kind of where it starts, uh, but that's not where it ends. So that's the starting point. Second thing that I would say really drew me to the soccer in particular is that I saw the all in series, uh, all or nothing, all or nothing series. I've seen Tottenham Hotspur and Manchester United and just the business of soccer is so interesting to me. Just like seeing the coach behind the scenes, working with the owners and uh, management and, and just kind of the different talent recruiters and all this stuff is just very, very, I thought it was so cool. And so I figured at a very small scale, I could replicate one of these like all or nothing uh, type things and kind of have a really fun experience uh, for my team and also myself. Right. So we, um, we got some nice pullovers we ordered. And so like, just to give the audience a little bit more context, none of the teams are doing pullovers. Uh, I think Ruffy, you might consider you're considering pullovers now, but um, really like the, the standard sponsorship model is you get your logo on the Jersey, either on the front or the back. And that's about it. Right. And uh, for me looking at that, and my thought process is like this, mashallah, I've got a haircut. But, uh, my thought process is this, that instead of paying, so I, I paid $2,000, $2,500 for uh, printing out these pullovers for both these companies, uh, not companies, uh, leagues, right? Now, on the volleyball team, we have seven players. And then outside of those seven players, I got six extra jerseys for people that uh, are part of the team that help out, like us uh, by yourself, Rafi. Um, we we got sure, you know people to help out as well with the Falconos brand. Now, the idea is this: if I'm starting to build a brand, build a product, whatever it may be, the go-to method right now is to pay an influencer that has an audience that can talk about your product and boom, you know what I mean? That's how you kind of scale. And we've seen companies do this. Uh, Rafi, you, I'm sure you do this with Helping Hand. Uh, we do this. I mean, uh, you know, these companies, these nonprofit organizations in particular that you guys are familiar with, we've seen a lot of success growing these uh, organizations through these influencers that have an audience uh, kind of paying them and kind of glad that's one route. My thing is this, why not keep the money in-house? Instead of hiring an influencer, why don't we start a marketing campaign that gets people talking? And so uh, I'm still figuring out that second piece. Like, I, like you know, what do we say when people start talking about these? When, pe- when we show up in these, uh, these, these pullovers, what is, when people ask, what is this? You know, what are the talking points that we give them? How do we convince them that this is a brand that is, you know, uh, excelling at whatever we do. This is, you know, and how do we position ourselves in those situations, right? That's something I'm still working through, but my mindset is instead of paying influencers, why don't we just keep it in-house pay in our, pay our own community members, you know, pay these people, make them set up, get them excited about something and then hope that word of mouth carries over. Right. I think that's kind of my experiment that I'm playing here just to see if it works. If it doesn't work, you know, spent $2,000 to learn, you know what I mean? So that's kind of how I look at it. And uh, I would say in the volleyball league so far, I've heard a lot more 
rumblings about it. And I think it's, it's been picked up better. And I think uh, the reach of the volleyball league is actually a little bit more than the soccer league. I don't know what you think, Rafi. Well, reach as in, what do you mean by reach? Like audience or like players? I feel like, and this is my perception from what I'm hearing. I feel like uh, the soccer league is mostly just Canton people uh, for the vast majority of it. But the volleyball league has more people from like Farmington and some of these other areas. And uh, you have different uh, audiences that you're able to kind of reach. No, I, th- I think soccer has more. I mean, your your team is literally all of them pretty much are out of state, out of city, and there's like a lot of people from Dearborn. Uh, volleyball. One thing I would say is that it's not that many people from outside. It's just like maybe maybe five six guys collectively. But volleyball, it might be catching on sooner because it's a smaller setting. It's kind of like an intimate setting compared yeah. to. Yeah. No, what, what I mean is like I, I feel like I hear more about the volleyball league than I hear about the soccer league outside of and i'm like i actually go I to soccer that's games. also because like soccer league is just like everyone it's like a thing that's happening every year volleyball league is like kind of like hyped up because it's like the first year they're doing it right now so that might be the reason for it as well yeah maybe but anyway kind of coming back to uh what i was trying to get at is that like in the volleyball league uh one of you know abdul manan the co-owner of falcon notes he went and uh you know a lot of the conversations you know, Inam and some of these other guys were kind of starting and he, he was telling me that like a lot of people were asking him about Falcon Notes, you know, what is this thing that you're doing? Because we have, you know, we've we've had this idea for over three years. Hold, we've up, been... hold up, hold up, before you continue, I'm going to take my right. credit right there. Abdul Manan was not the one <laughs> initiating the conversation. I was. I was yeah. I was putting him in the spot and I was like... Right, right, right. Yeah, and what I mean is it wasn't Abdul Manan doing it, but, you know, whoever yeah, that, was. That is true, though. It was... Yeah. It was getting picked up they're curious yeah people were curious and and at this point in time what the gap we have in our marketing is that we don't have we're not prepared for those moments right we don't have talking points ready we don't have quick one-liners this is what we do this is you know like we don't have something we can show them hey check this out you know what i mean like that's kind of we have the word of mouth the buzz kind of ball rolling but then we don't have the closing right like we don't have the what we point them to when they ask. Right. And so that's a, that's an important piece of the the word about the equation is like, okay, you have a podcast, you started this podcast and you know, you got people talking about your podcast. Now, when you have conversations with people in real life and they ask you about your podcast, how do you describe it? How do you convince them? This is something that they would be interested in. Right. Like, and maybe it's not something they'd be interested in, but like, how do you, articulate the value that your podcast provides to people that you've just met, right? That's part of your messaging. And I think that's kind of what this whole uh, experiment with the soccer league and the volleyball league has been for me is just really like, where are gaps in our marketing? What do we need to figure out? Like, let's empower these people. I think one thing I'm seeing is that the, uh, with the volleyball league, they, the team that we picked, we picked it because they already had, a team crest right and they already had an idea and a vision that kind of thing and i was like, okay so these guys are serious and they're younger guys and i was like i don't know these guys already so like if i already knew these guys they'd probably just be like oh it's probably another one of chima's things you don't forget about it. like i'm not gonna pay too much mind to it but these are guys younger we let them do what they wanted to do and now we're giving these these pullovers and we can tell how excited they are 
and they're going to take this brand and they're going to talk about it. I know like, they're going to talk about it. No way. You know what I mean? Like they, they designed the, the crest on it. So they feel a sense of pride for, Hey, this is kind of, this is our team. You know what I mean? Like, and they're winning too, right? Like as long as you can keep winning and you have all these other pieces, like that word of mouth, uh, I'm really looking forward to figuring out how we actually carry that on. And so, yeah, I know this has kind of been a long session of me rambling on again, as always, but yeah, that's my two cents on my approach to uh, sponsoring these teams. Jima, at this uh, point in time, it's not two cents anymore for as long as you went. It's a few more cents than <laughs> that. Yeah, it was probably like 18 cents, but something, something. have you ever sponsored a team or anything like that? I sponsored have not event? team. The first time you guys brought me on, I was talking about um, sponsoring a village and there was no banners or anything like that, but everybody, you know, who was there knew what happened um, in the African village. And, you know, I sort of, I didn't really advertise it, but I showed people that what I did, I promised, you know, what I had promised on the podcast, I followed through with it. Um, and then obviously you guys got the shirts this week. Um, I've been sending out shirts to my guests who have been giving me their address. So they're getting shirts from me that, you know, thank you for coming on to the podcast. There's still a lot of stuff I need. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be buying some stickers from Sticker Mule. Um, and, you know, they have some pretty good deals. And I'm, you know, maybe making stickers. And then I have a friend. He's waiting for somebody to make me a 3D image of my, of my podcast logo. And he's going to be printing me, like, you know, sort of like keychains to give to my guests. So basically, I'll send my guest a keychain and a... Uh, you know, a t-shirt. Right now, if, if my guest, my normal guest, they're getting t-shirts. And if my guest is a scholar, they're getting like a, a coffee mug and a t-shirt. So, you know, mm -hmm. just uh, depending on it, you know, get the word out. I had people, they were like, the people who got their shirts this week, they're like, yeah, we'll be wearing them out this weekend. You know, there's one guy who got the shirts um, and they've helped me a lot financially. And they've helped me a lot, you know, podcast wise as well. When they got the shirts, the one of the brothers, he put it on his Instagram that, oh, Straight Pad Podcast, followed them look at their excellent merchandise and stuff like that. And I don't have a merchandise page yet. I have all the merchandise. I can sell it if I want to, but it's just, you know, I need to make time to do that. Um, but that's more so selling merchandise. Sponsorship wise, not really. I haven't done anything aside from sponsoring the African village and sponsoring their educational, you know, platform for providing clothing and books and stuff like that for them. Let me ask you this, uh, just for both of you guys. How do you think, and I think Ruffy, you have a lot of experience doing it through your work as well. Do you, it, are you able to track any data behind the sponsorships that you guys have done? Or is it just like over time, we know that the word of mouth increases, people recognize us, that kind of thing. Is there any metrics you can track to see the effectiveness of these things or no? No, not on the scale that we do it. No. Interesting. Yeah. I think for, for us, I think it's the same thing. And even like kind of coming back to some of my earlier experiences, like we didn't necessarily uh, at the organization I was at before uh, where I'm working at right now, uh, we, we built that from scratch, right? We started literally zero to where it is now. Uh, and so we didn't necessarily sponsor other events, but the events we did, we self-funded. Right. And so uh, it's kind of like similar where you are investing time and effort and money uh, into something so that people 
associate a certain level of quality or a certain product or certain whatever it is with your brand. So Straight Path Pod, Straight Path Podcast, we spent X number of dollars to you know get these nice hoodies, and so that when people came to the event, uh, you know they see people, all the volunteers are wearing these Straight Path uh, podcast, and they know where to go, and they're all really friendly, and it goes into the whole experience, right? And so people remember that it's all about how the user feels, how the customer feels and uh, what experience you take them through. So I think it, it's, it's really tough to actually put a dollar figure on the ROI, but from a long-term, right? Like, and this is kind of, this whole conversation is about branding. Uh, so I, I apologize for this branding deep dive mini, but um, from a branding standpoint, when we talk about branding, what is branding? The definition we always use on the podcast is, uh, Marty Neumeyer's definition, which is it's just a person's gut feeling towards a company, person, place, thing, whatever, right? And so you spend this money, these sponsorships, uh, you know, this clothing, merchandise, uh, you know, having events, whatever it is, so that people's gut feeling starts becoming positive towards your brand, right? And so um, that's uh, my 30 cents now. <laughs> but uh, I won't bore you guys with more details. Is there anything you guys want to add on? Not really. I think you guys did a good job. Well, Asabai, why don't you hit us with the closing points? Closing points? I think this is just an experimental episode where we're talking about how, you know, sponsoring these things, we don't know the, um, uh, what's it called, the actual financial value we'll pick up from it. So it's sort of like, you know, we're just uh, shooting darts into the dark and hoping, you know, to hit uh, the jackpot, I suppose. I mean, there's no, we, we, we don't have any science behind what we're doing, whether it's going to work or not, but we are hoping it's going to work. And that's all I can say. I, so I, I guess the, the metric for success for me. So when you bring that up, I think it makes me think a little bit more. The metric for success is not direct sales in these sponsorships or direct numbers. It's the perception people have. And I think having nice quality products, nice quality merchandise, so that when people feel it, they feel like, oh, this is high quality. And then they associate that with your brand. I think that's kind of the result you're getting. Um, so that is something you can ascertain through conversations with the people that are interacting with your brand and stuff like that. But um, really it's not necessarily something that's going to result in a dollar value increase in your company's sales. But it is, uh, I do think it's important to invest in that, especially in those, uh, actually at every stage in the, the process because uh, people remember what you feel, what they feel. Uh, Ruffy, thank you for joining. Uh, we'll see you next members, time. Thank you for joining. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you.